0: podcast i'm your host katie Dutters, and today i'm joined by mr scott simmons hello and operations manager nino
1: hello
0: uh we couldn't get anybody else to join us they all ran away
1: quite <laughs> literally we, we we were we're in here having our uh, team meeting with five of us and as soon as we mentioned the p word there were three of us <laughs>
0: it's all very true Odd.
1: Poof. yes
0: <laughs> it's totally true So we just came off of, oh gosh, Creepy Christmas. A Creepy Christmas was, what, two weeks ago now? Two weeks ago. Holy cow.
1: Well, and it's been a minute since our last podcast, uh, which, again, I think we talk about this all the time. We have every intent of doing regular podcasts, but uh, as soon as the season kicks in, the podcast kind of goes away a bit. So if I may hijack, uh, the... It's impossible to cover everything we did, but briefly, uh, Scare House, it was a thing. Basement, also a thing. Then we did cre- Creepy Christmas, also a thing. A zombie pop up bar. Uh, a whole slew of events related to George Romero and uh, the 50th anniversary of Night Living Dead. And uh,
0: that that we about have, covers it. We That's... appeared everywhere in Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dutters was uh managed to be on every uh, local media outlet, I believe.
2: I think so. Uh, yeah, for our for our cast party, I asked uh Dutters for a list of just a you know, off the top of her head a list of things that we did this year to tell the staff and she sent me this giant email and I was like, Well, I don't have time to cover all that. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was
0: insane.
2: Was nuts.
0: Awesome insane. <clears throat>
2: And it's like we're just so busy dealing with everything that it's not until after the season when you look back and
0: you're like, "Wow, how yeah. did we do?" I mean, there's been, there are moments that I'm looking back now, going, "How in the world did we do this?"
2: Yeah, like when you sent me that email, I was just like, "Holy crap!"
1: Well, if it, if 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 future selves, if you know, if a if a portal opened up right now and we went back and told the told uh, all of us, including people who are not here. Uh, <laughs> The amount of work and the amount of stuff that we would be doing during the fall season, <laughs> I think we'd go. No, it's not going to be that much. Come on, and it, yeah. it kind of was. Uh, it, it, it. I mean, a lot of it was just timing. I mean, the, and it's funny. I haven't actually said this on. I don't know if we talked. We talked a little bit about it on the podcast or with the with the row house guys. We went into it, but yeah, fiftieth anniversary Night Living Dead, and the city of Pittsburgh went zombie crazy, and scarehouse was. Part of much of that zombie craziness, and uh, I know we mostly want to talk about creepy Christmas, but I should briefly touch base on the the zombie pop up bar because mm-hmm. um, that was a very interesting project because it really was a pop up bar. So the challenge of delivering an experience that has sort of that is worthy of the scarehouse brand in terms of theming and detail and design, but had to be set up in a matter of what, three days, I think, yeah. was
2: our... Yeah. And really, yeah. it was, And it was kind of partial days, too. They weren't, like, full eight-hour working days for the install. Yeah. <laughs> we went down late afternoon and worked till early evening for a few days to get it
1: all installed. And how to, You know, you talk about building things for a haunted house, you have to build them a certain way, and for an escape room, you have to build them a certain way. For a bar full of drunk people, that's a whole other way about it. <laughs> like build the stuff for the stamina but then also internal our thing of well ran so counter to the usual haunted house design because haunted house design you're usually trying to fill up a lot of space and have objects for people to chicane around Mm -hmm. the less the more stuff the more space we took up the less occupancy Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: we like occupancy because those are the people who buy the drinks and hang out and do do everything so uh and then and it, it was a Functioning restaurant during the day, still. Yeah. Too, so yeah, they true. needed to have room for
2: tables and things. So it so yeah. had to
1: look one way during the day, one yeah. way during, during the night. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And also, another thing that had no, I mean, the good news, bad news is there was not a slow, gradual learning curve. I think <laughs> that the the media, the local and national media interest in the zombie pop up bar in downtown Pittsburgh opening uh, 50 years in two days. To the day that Night of the Living Dead first premiered at a movie theater that was just a few blocks away from it, like it was like right out the gate, lines out yeah. the door, we were juggling media uh, opportunities. It 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 was definitely and again opened in October when we we're quite busy.
0: Weep. <laughs> we're a little busy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was that was intense.
0: And that was just taking a lot of the dead was kind of picking the elements that we liked with zombies and we thought people would like zombies Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and kind of I don't want to say family friendly, but
2: Yeah, we had to keep it respectful for Mm -hmm. because again it is a restaurant during the day so we didn't want to have anything too gory or anything. Mm -hmm. So uh yeah, that was that was a cool project.
0: So we got through, we survived the season, which was a fun season. Yeah. I think this was one of the most fun seasons we've ever had. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, we, I, 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 start with the amount of stuff, but it was so much fun. We've, we've done less and had less fun. Yes. Um, I mean, it was, it was definitely physically and mentally tasking in terms of the multitasking. It was, multi- we were multitaxed. Uh, I think it was just so much stuff going on, but, um, so much fun and so much in our in, in our wheelhouse like it was weird for us to not weird I use that word too much but um, for those of you who don't know we brought back Pittsburgh Zombies but it was a sequel Was sort of the next chapter mm-hmm. and um, really that's the first time we've ever done something like that I mean we've had haunts be in our building for you know anywhere from two to four years and they get changed and The perspective changes a little bit on it, but the idea of bringing something back, but not a recreation, but sort of like, okay, this is the next story further along. I thought was really really fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Because I mean, we—it's not like, like you said, it's a whole new thing. So it's not like we had you know all the old Pittsburgh zombie stuff just stored in the back somewhere. Yeah, it was all brand new creations and sets, and, yeah, we had we had a great time. I got to do a lot more hands-on stuff this year. Yes.
0: <laughs> I think you can tell when you're more involved. There's more, I guess, you saw more with the animations. I think you saw more with the, mm-hmm. the, the things that triggered other things I thought was super cool this year. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you know, we're going to be talking about Christmas here shortly, but that was a big part of the Christmas event for me, too, was that I had nothing but time to focus just on the Christmas event. So I got reprogramming of lights and things like that. It was really,
1: really cool. Well, the first time we did Pittsburgh Zombies years ago, it was really kind of a celebration of Pittsburgh. So it was not only the Pittsburgh zombie outbreak, but the idea was we had created our own sort of scaled down versions of Pittsburgh landmarks. So it became a lot of, local uh, uh, local references of, you know, we had recreated Primanti's with their permission, which was great. They'd actually given us uh, the ability to use some of their logos and signage. But we'd also recreated parts of the strip district. We'd created an incline, <laughs> but then also filled scenes that were not necessarily any one specific thing with a lot of Pittsburgh references. And this year, the idea was... Sticking to the core theme of the Pittsburgh Zombies brand, which is that Pittsburgh is zombie capital of the world, and that means zombie outbreaks happen all the time. And this year, it was, which I really liked, is we had some fun in the same kind of Romero living dead spirit of poking fun at contemporary Pittsburgh. (laughs) Like, there were definitely some making fun of all the tech explosion that's been happening. Uh, making fun of all the new hipster restaurants, yeah. Uh, yeah. the the festivals, Food the logos rep, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, So many great puns.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to po- put this out here because not everything changes a little bit each year. So things are not going to be exactly the same as they are right now next season. So we do behind-the-scenes tours. So when yeah. you get a chance mm-hmm. to do them, do them. Oh. Because yeah. we, we always are expanding and changing and, and doing cool things.
2: Yeah. When people visit, everybody goes through at a different pace. Mm-hmm. But you can't go through slow enough to get all the little details and references and fun things
0: that we have. Yeah, and There's an appearance of Nino's Pizza yeah Not only if you did a behind the scenes story did you yeah. ever get to see nino's pizza he has his own pizza pizza uh, box his face is on the box it's amazing yeah. that's
2: that's that's what you get when you ask a graphic designer to just have fun with it yeah.
0: <laughs> yes this is gonna be hot tip podcast hot tip number one find a good graphic designer that enjoys what they yes. do and just enjoys puns because oh my gosh it's amazing. Yeah, yep. oh, so man. amazing so amazing yeah. Oh my gosh! I, yeah, Double was... tap strip club. Oh my god Right, <laughs> the, the, just from dust to drunk. Uh, yeah. some of the posters and things that we had up around the haunt that I just done the behind the scenes tours. that You have to point out because it makes I, me laugh so hard. My
1: favorite. This is this. Was, well, this was my pun, but it was uh, they're coming to get you, barbacoa. Mm-hmm. I that that was one where like if I'd had a mic, I would have dropped it. I was so pleased with myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It just, oh my gosh, um, even in our hot dog shop we had, um, <laughs> wait, the hot dog's so good you'll die, R-I-P-U. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the funny uh,
1: parts. We had the drawing of the hot dog, the zombie hot dog, and instead of saying brains, it was going brats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Monroeville malted fries. Fries. Fries, yeah. yeah. Um, it, the special Winchester. Yes. yes.
2: Uh, hot we'll
0: dog double tap your order yep. <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that was probably the most fun meeting we've ever had <laughs> <laughs> we just sat around for a good hour or two and just threw out all the puns we could for horror references yeah
0: it's it's ridiculous and some of the we just we all have such a great sense of humor and it just makes it amazing well and it's
1: and anyone who's listening to podcasts has heard me say this a gazillion times but that mixture of Humor and horror, and, this, and zombies already <laughs> lends itself to that. But, I mean, some of, I think, our, our most effective scares in Pittsburgh Zombies were was probably the bicycle zombie, which was <laughs> a zombie in a bike helmet holding the handlebars of a bike with the little bike, you know. And it was just...
0: <laughs> and that's, that was one of the things that took less than five minutes to come up with. Yeah. Like, someone yeah. had said something, and then someone built, you know, it was yeah. like, build one, I think i think krista and molly i think that was one of their babies was it just like yeah. one thing and then off the other I don't, thing
2: i never even knew that the uh the handlebar happened yeah until like rehearsal so. and there, the zombie was walking around with the handlebar with the little no. bell and i was like
0: where did you get that like, that's great <laughs> or I, I would never have expected the pickle to take off as well as it did. Yes, like that yes. that became a real thing. And then working with Caliente and their pickle pizza. <laughs> yes. So
1: yeah, there's a uh, there's a pickle fest every year in Pittsburgh. So we had somebody in a pickle costume who had turned into a zombie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was so ridiculous. But yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> Just taking everything and just
1: making it more and more and, and again i delight in how weird scarehouse is especially when i go on the message boards and i see people talking about their their silicone masks or how they're trying to recreate things from pennywise or silent hill and i'm like i, I don't really want to post this photo of my pickle zombie but i think this is so much more <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, people are going to remember the pickle zombie forever yes. oh
0: my gosh And I think, um, here, hot tip number two, and I think Nino and I'll probably, I'm gonna speak for Nino in this one, but I think this year was so much fun because we had such a good leadership team that it allowed both myself and Nino to really kind of get back into the things we loved and mm-hmm. things we loved, and I think the same for you, Scott. Is and we just kind of, I think there's a point where we we both, I'm 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 I i i do not know if this is true with you, Scott, but I, we kind of had to learn that it's okay to let things go and let people take yeah. things over. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. we Nino and I are very much. We can do everything. We'll do everything, <laughs> and we we will. And then a lot of things we had to let go, and and our team picked it up, and we were like, wait. <laughs> This is awesome. I can do the things yeah. I love because my team is so good. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, and that's something um, I'm going to, even though he's not here, I'm going to bring uh, a friend of mine into this A uh, story. I was talking to Billy from Netherworld, Billy Messina, earlier this year. And, uh, you know, we're both of the same age, and we've both been doing this for about the same amount of time. And we both have had that experience the last few years of, you know, when ScareHouse started, uh, I, I was... Building all the stuff, I was on on the ground floor doing all the sound, doing all the lighting. Like this year to reach a point, uh, you know. And Billy said it during transfer. He said, when "Was the last time you even picked up a cordless drill?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't. You know, on a, you know, like honestly, I think the last time I picked up used one of our cordless drills was I had a project at home and I didn't have a drill at home. <laughs> so I'm I was going to borrow gonna this. Say, actually, yeah, like, um, I remember you borrowing one from home. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to uh, like. We'd always, I mean, we've been lucky enough since moving into Edna to have other people to do the bulk of the sound stuff, but invariably I was doing some additional tweaking or adding additional speakers, or I would be doing a lot of the lighting. Now, I think, I mean, I'm still doing basement, but upstairs there's, you know, Burton Adam do it, and then, you know, Nicole come in and do stuff. Like, there's just huge swaths of what not only used to be my responsibility, but also the thing that, that I actually sort of saw as part of the process. And, that that, you know, that there's sort of a double-edged sword with that sometimes. Like, on one hand, you're like, oh, this is great. We have such a great team. I don't have to worry about that. But then, honestly, and I'm sure we've all had that sometimes of like, oh, I actually kind of enjoy doing that thing. (laughs) But you're right. I need to go work on this spreadsheet instead. (laughs) Yeah. But I think we're all finding, at least for me, finding that balance of, we still get to do some fun stuff. Like, I mentioned basement. Like, I still get to basement is small enough on a scale that I can do the sound and lighting down there and just sort of tinker it's sort of my weird little <laughs> like it's Scott's weird place. little side project like right, I'm going to go down there and do some really disturbing stuff with the Catholic <laughs> ceremony don't worry about it um, <laughs> yeah. um, and I know you guys have your own projects that you know you like still sort of like yeah and I think sometimes as manager you have to do that like okay logically I know I could give this in, you know Nino could get this install to somebody else or you could do certain things but I, damn it I want to do that I, you know you got to Dutters did get to do some distressing this year, which you haven't been able to do in a while. And, you know, got to do, like you said, especially for Christmas, you got to just. Yeah. Just,
2: just, there wasn't anything else really to focus on besides making fun Christmas things happen in the haunt. So (laughs) that was super cool. Yeah.
0: I think you did a lot of cool things with the lighting changes (laughs) this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that.
2: Yeah. I've, I mean, I've been with ScareHouse eight years now, I think, and I've been trying to learn dmx technology and i just never get the chance to really like sit down and play but i've been trying to learn it over the past couple years and yeah for christmas well last year we bought some dmx stuff Mm -hmm. with rgb lights and everything and and i made them do some fun things with help from friends and buddy doug (laughs) and uh but this year i just got to sit down with the stuff and do it myself and program it and Made fun little effects, yeah. which was awesome. Which anybody who attended Creepy Christmas will probably remember. What I just called the peppermint nightmare—the <laughs> 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 uh, that fog hall in the middle of Nocturnia that was just flashing red, white, and green, and smelled like peppermint. Yeah, and you couldn't see anything. Yeah, so good. Yeah,
0: it was so much fun, and there were so many compliments. People loved that. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's it was very striking. Like you just walking through the haunt, and then all of a sudden. You go into a room and you cannot see anything but all red, all white, or all green.
1: <laughs> well, and it just smells like so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, that's a good. So, segueing into uh, Christmas, I, I can speak to this. So, Scarehouse has a weird history with Christmas, and I, I feel like not for the first time, there have definitely been things that Scarehouse has been ahead of the curve on. And then jumps in, and then right when it makes makes sense to do it, we stop doing it. That's sort of our model. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we were doing like yeah. we had uh, we had stopped doing steampunk for two years. When <laughs> a point everyone started going, on, "Hey, have you heard of steampunk?" Like, uh, but um, we had actually done in a weird way. Um, this was like, uh, oh, many years ago. Uh, so our first three D haunt that we did was called Delirium Three D. And Delirium, I think I've been around for four years, I want to say. So it was like roughly around 2012 or so, um, I think, uh, maybe 13. uh, we We said, well, we still want to do 3D, but the Delirium thing, we kind of want to go in a different direction. And it was really just a meeting and brainstorming and... Uh, We said, well, somehow we got in the idea of what if we did Christmas lights in 3D? What would they do? We had the Creepo character. And just in that meeting, it came up the title Creepo's Christmas in 3D. And we liked that so much. And at the time, we really liked the idea of making a comment on how Christmas was really intruding on Halloween. And that was it's so depressing how true that became. (laughs) that when we started Creepo's Christmas in, I think, again, I think it was 2013. I'd have to look at my little Wikipedia page. Um, (laughs) It was kind of commenting and joking that Christmas was slowly, was starting to creep in on Halloween, and the whole idea was that, okay, Creepo is leading the charge to protect his holiday. Just in the four years, by the last time we were doing Creepo's Christmas, Chris, we were able to get Christmas decorations for Creepo's Christmas before we even opened because there's already so much Christmas stuff out <laughs> and I mean this year um, jumping ahead a bit this year I mean I went to our local Kmart to get some like cough drops and things for our actors on second weekend and the Halloween stuff was already behind the Christmas stuff <laughs> and it was September mm-hmm. um, yeah. but so we had done Creepo's Christmas in the regular season <clears throat> excuse me for A few years and then, uh, when uh, Guillermo del Toro and Michael Doherty came out, that was one of the haunts that they actually really responded to and really liked. So, a couple years later, when Michael did the Krampus movie, he said, You know, I'd really like Scare House to have an opportunity to do a Krampus haunt. So, we did Krampus that year again in October as a kind of prequel preview for the movie. Well, what that meant was. Our team had essentially spent five years doing weird Christmas haunts in Halloween, and we were all like, "No more, we're done. <laughs> Forget it." We'd actually got we ended up getting rid of a lot of the Christmas stuff, and that's right at the time when other haunted houses started going. You know, we should open for Christmas.
0: Um, I have to throw in that design manager Nicole. I was there for this conversation, so I have to tell yeah. her that was promised. Was promised. There was no more Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this was actually a statement that was told to her that no more Christmas. And then poof.
1: And um, now in our case, in our building. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) You know, we do not have uh, the best parking situation. So we have to park people to the zoo and shuttle them over. And it was just, I never had total faith that if we were open for Christmas, we would get the kind of crowds and kind of people to support it. Mm -hmm. So... But then right at the time we stopped doing any kind of Christmas thing during the regular season, a few other haunted houses across the country started experimenting with, well, what if we open for Christmas? And in the last few years, I think there's been enough of that happening and enough of other markets starting to pick up on it that it wasn't talking to uh, other friends in the industry, uh, especially John from Factory of Terror mm-hmm. and... um that they said, like really, I think if you were to op- do a Christmas makeover as they were doing, they were seeing, you know, it, it seemed like it was worth doing. So, yeah, we sort of collaborated with John from Factory of Tear and Brett from uh, Fear Fair, and largely decided to do this Christmas makeover, creepy Christmas. It was in October, so I mean, that, it wasn't like something yeah. we had planned months out. We just said, okay, we'll 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 go back into Christmas, and and. Nicole was okay with it. This is late October, too. Late October. This is even
0: like the first minute of
1: October. Yeah, so the cast members might be like, why didn't you tell us? Like, we weren't even 100% sure we were doing it. (laughs) And and Nicole was actually okay with it because we'd given her a few years to find the love of Christmas again. (laughs) Because I can imagine, you know, because the scale of those Christmas haunts, we were working on them all summer. And and the Krampus year, the the there's been whole we've talked about that on multiple podcasts. But the logistics of um, doing a Krampus haunt when you're basing them on characters that are owned by two massive multi billion dollar studios and working with an effects team in New Zealand. i um, okay anyway. Um, <laughs> Flashbacks, uh, but the um, yeah, I think it really was like yeah yeah yeah. In fact, I remember driving in the car and we figured out we're going to do it. And we're going to do it for the first weekend in October because the thought was do it in early – which – or first weekend in December, which the thought was and that was ultimately proven true. You don't want to do it too close to the holidays because people have parties and things like that. And I remember it was late October. I'm driving the car and mentally just started figuring out, okay, well, here's when we need to shoot the video. Here's <laughs> when we need to do the website. Here's when – Oh, that's nice. Okay. That's uh, – Halloween is just – you know, the, the Halloween just got extended by three weeks. Okay. Woo! Caffeine. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, we were all... I remember we were all on that call because the whole... The crew was just like, all right, we can do this. This is the... You know, we got this. We got this. And then we started, you know, figuring backwards, like, when do we announce? When do we do this? And it's like, oh, we got to shoot a video in a week. I think it was was two weeks out from when we started promo. Yeah, Yeah, it was.
1: Because... Whatever the last Saturday in October was, the 28th or whatever mm-hmm. it was, we had that Saturday. Then the next weekend was our Turn Out the Lights event. Yeah. Yes. Where, you know, and for Turn Out the Lights, there it's it's it, there is more to it than just Turn Out the Lights. We have to rework some of the animations and the sound and change the scares, change the makeup, change all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then basically the weekend after Turn Out the Lights, we had to have all... We were shooting the promo and photo materials, mm-hmm. which meant... Literally a day after Turn Off the Lights, we had that whole week to start making sets that we would feature in characters Mm -hmm. that would feature in all the promos. So, yeah, Yeah. to basically (laughs) go from the busiest stretch of the entire year and not really slow down was... That was
2: fun, (laughs) question mark? (laughs) It was, it was. Yeah, I mean, it it was nice because... Because of the photo shoot, we knew we needed we had three or four different sets to mm-hmm. shoot in, yeah, so we knew we just needed to get those things done like right away for the photo shoot, and then we planned the rest of the hunt <laughs> like, <laughs> very true, I yeah. forgot about that, yeah, yeah. we were yeah. <laughs> we were like yeah we we need this, this, and this, and this for the photo oh. shoot. And then we'll have a meeting on Monday to talk
1: about. <laughs> yeah, that's the rest of very it. true. Yeah. We shot the, Yeah, it's like the old Roger Corman days. You make the poster, then figure out what the movie's about. That's kind of what we did. Yeah, true. Yeah. And I mean, even like, Molly hit it out of the park. Well, she, as she always does. But there were there were a couple oh, characters who were like, uh, Molly, it, like on the schedule, would be like something from Molly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like we just, we had the black, like we knew certain things we were going to be shooting in UV light and certain characters, yeah. costumes, because we were, you know, we had some stuff that we, we knew we were going to be doing already, and, like, on the schedule, there was just this hunk of time where, like, Molly will surprise us. Yeah. And I yeah. I, and I, do mean surprise. I mean, I was down there with, with the camera crew, and just over the radio, like, all right, they're coming down in five minutes, like, and I remember going, going, what are we shooting? I go, I got no idea. <laughs> I don't even know who it's going to be.
0: That I, was the Nutcracker the character. The Nutcracker, yeah. That we used on every... Yep. Every uh, yeah,
2: everything be, became the icon so for the happened. event. Yeah, yeah, the,
0: yeah. With the with the, this, um, with the carrot nose. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. So those yeah, were those two characters inspired the characters for the hunt. They were just something. Again, seems to be a recurring theme for this podcast. <laughs> Let your creative people do whatever. Yeah, yeah want. exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were like, just make cool Christmassy stuff, Molly,
1: and they we can, were we amazing. Do. Yeah,
0: we none of us had any idea. Besides yeah. Molly, knew.
1: That we, yeah, it, and it was the complete reverse of our usual process. Like, are having you know, we pretty much already started it for next year. There's usually our process is let's review what we've done before, mm-hmm. figure out what we liked, what, what we like, you know, what the customers liked and didn't like, what we like don't like. Then there's sort of a top level thing, and then there's a, the show flow and the attraction and the theme and then the detail and like, and then. Very late in the process, we start identifying okay, here are the sets that we think and sets and characters will most mm-hmm. identify the vision we're trying to get across and do and like to go completely the other way of mm-hmm. all right, let's just make a promo and make some characters and then figure out what we're doing mm-hmm. uh after <laughs> am I even been oh, no, you know what I think we'd actually put this stuff out and then we're talking about what we we're gonna do. Because we, that, well, we shot... Well, that was kind of part of it, yeah.
2: Yeah, because we shot well, it. Well, yeah, it was before we had the meeting, we went and gathered all of the stuff that we could find that yeah. we had from Creepo's mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. And then I, thought, I know Dutters brought a lot of her own personal <laughs> yes. things, and we all brought Thank things Thank you for in. all the
0: hand-me-downs. We <laughs> went
2: to uh, some thrift stores and, and found some more Christmas stuff. We just laid it all around the lobby and...
0: Made yeah. something. Yeah.
1: Well, and we... You know, if I you know i can be real with the podcast people Woo-hoo! uh if i was doing a media interview i might snuff <laughs> snuff this off a little bit and be like no we planned it um it what we worked out so well is we had the three themes we had upstairs was Pittsburgh zombies um nocturnia 3d and infernal darkness and it just so happened that those three all kind of lended themselves to fairly easy christmas makeovers mm-hmm. you know Pittsburgh zombies. It's all right. This is an, an outbreak, but it just happens to be in the middle of December. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Well, that means Santa Claus, zombie, Santa uh, zombies, and ugly Christmas sweaters, shoppers. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Christmas the, lights. Christmas. Um, the startup company Z Flip Labs
2: that we had. Yeah. It, w- it was their holiday party, so there was some, uh, you know, present tables and.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of the the decoration, especially with the Z Flip, is our former. Office light, lady lives, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was like the the wallpaper on or the Christmas wrapping paper on the door, around yeah, with the yeah. tinsel. It's yeah. like it was so office party. Yeah,
1: yeah. and and then and I, I want to wait to talk about the music and sound because it was such a home run. Um, but well, I guess I could talk about specifically for that. But that was this great mix of just some of the worst, like some of the worst Christmas music. <laughs> But then also just doing something and we had to reference the the funniest Patton Oswalt, in my opinion, Patton Oswalt routine of all time where you take the Alvin and Chipmunks record and you play it at half speed so that the Chipmunks sound normal. And then uh, Dave sounds like the demon from the lowest depths of hell, yeah. <laughs> you know, mixing that in. Um, had some fun, some very... Didn't realize how timely it was going to be. We had some fun with "Baby It's Cold Outside." We just yeah. layered in, uh, like, how many? We did like ten I, different versions of the I, same song. Yeah. We just had them all playing over yep. top of each other, and it sounded suite. in the it. honeymoon, in the yeah. honeymoon yep. suite. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs>
2: Where else would you play? We that
0: picked song? the most annoying Christmas songs we could think of for the lobby on yep. purpose. Yep. And
1: people loved them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, in the lobby. Yeah. Santa.
0: Yeah, Santa. Uh, and this is, well, Ms. Claus. They Ms. Were, Claus. They were cousins. <laughs> they weren't married. They were cousins. In case you were wondering, they are not together.
1: <laughs> but,
0: Santa and, and Ms. Claus.
1: I love when we can do this. The Santa who's in the video is the Santa that you actually met and you got mm-hmm. your photo taken with. And he, um, I love the way he, play, he, he played it because it wasn't, uh, you know, Sounds funny. I've seen and I've I've seen a lot of creepy Santas now in different videos, and <laughs> a lot of them tend to go either like wild and crazy, like I'm a scare, you know, like kind of clown like, or they go real dark and scary, and or they do the whole Billy Bob Thornton kind of thing and bad Santa. He, I how did he describe it? He did this whole thing like he was a. I think I think forgive me if I'm saying this wrong, but. He did a whole thing, like, where he used to be, like, a theme park kind of guy, and he was, but maybe he'd had some bad lifestyle choices, so he was, like, sort of a little meffed out, a little bit on drugs, like, a little too intense, and he just shifted his voice up in an octave. He was like, yeah, yeah, okay, well, you, it was almost like a 40s character actor, like, yeah. like, he was like, yeah, you guys have a good Christmas, all right? Yeah, yeah, it was so hilarious. Yeah.
0: And then Ms. Claus, you... Would have seen her during in the ticket booth all season if you would have come out during the season. She oversees the ticket booth and all of our monies and stuff. And she's this was the role she was born to play. Yes, without a doubt, there there was no question when we started talking about this character, it was her. Yeah,
2: it's just it's immediately we were like, yeah yeah she should do that, and man did she nail it yeah
1: photo bombing her own photos
0: yeah she was posting I, I don't know if if you didn't come through or you may not even have noticed but she, you might not even have noticed she might have done this to you and you came through didn't even notice she was uh, posting pictures of herself and everybody singing on your snapchat as she was because t- you were expecting because you what happened is you came in yeah you would come in <laughs> With your party, and you would take your photo with Santa, so she, you would hand your phone over to Ms. Claus, and she would take your photo. Meanwhile, she's taking selfies of herself, putting it on Snapchat, on Instagram stories, anything she could, lo- you were logged into, she was posting yeah. her own picture, or herself singing in, in, in circles, and it was amazing. And, and
2: she, I think she told me that Friday night that she was doing that, and I was like, oh, no you weren't, and I'm like you know what, that's, that's brilliant.
0: <laughs> it was so amazing. And I know, looking at, um, looking over, seeing the social media stuff, being on Instagram stories, and there was a, a lady who had posted a picture with Ms. Claus and the lady's mom, and it was the first selfie her mom had ever taken. <laughs> and she and and, and she posted Ms. Claus had posted this selfie with the mom and her on uh, Instagram stories, and her daughter was so excited that was the yeah. first selfie she's ever taken. It was just like this is ridiculous, and and well, just oh yeah. And
1: it goes back to something we've said on the podcast a couple times: it's the interactions and the actors of people and the characters that people remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we. Sp- Dutters and I both monitor all the social media for uh Scarehouse and we were seeing so much buzz on her on her gingerbread man uh <laughs> quotes outside. Uh the and the people were responding to that much more than any animation than any mm-hmm. big elaborate expensive effect. Like that weird interaction that they're having is what people take away.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I have to give a special shout out to the, the, the actor that was playing Santa. After dealing with the public for two full nights, he actually stayed late and waited for all of our actors to be released yes, and yes. took pictures with all of them as well. <laughs> Which yeah. I was like, you deserve an
1: award for that, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can see. I know I posted some of my favorites with Basement Cast on the uh, on my own personal Instagram. So, yeah, very fun. Yeah, that was super cool of him. So, after Zombies... uh Within Nocturnia, Noct- Nocturnia was, because uh, Nocturnia itself was already sort of circus-like, so mm-hmm. there was kind, you know, that, that was some uh, sort of callbacks to Creepo's Christmas in there. Mm-hmm. We had n- a new form of creepy elves, but they were running amok. Uh, we we uh, did have a little Easter egg. We had a return of Creepo, which... Mm-hmm. A lot of people responded to right away, which mm-hmm. is nice. so
0: cool to see. So
1: cool to see. Even online, people were posting like, "I saw Creepo. I saw Creepo. That was that was really great." Some
0: people got extra uh, when Creepo would cover oh. Creepy Santa's break in the lobby. Yeah. Yes, they got yeah. their photo with Creepo. Yes, in the lobby <laughs> bonus. That's right.
1: But and and a perfect, um, I think, this is a perfect uh, example of how the scarehouse creative crew. We all kind of yes and and keep plussing and plussing. And I, I've said this before too. We all have this habit of all right, as long we here's the amount of work, we're all, we're all feeling pretty good. And someone will throw out an idea and they're like, oh that was <laughs> so much more work, but it's such a good idea. Now we gotta do it. Yeah. Um Yeah. So uh, uh Nocturnia ends with a uh you know, a spinning tunnel, a vortex tunnel, and then this mirror maze and we decided, okay, that's where we'll put the nutcracker character that again was Created by Molly just for the shoot. And at some point in the process, it became, well, why don't we do basically our version of the Nutcracker? So, you know, working with, with Bent, who comes in and does all, takes the, the music from the Nutcracker and distorts it and twists it up. Mm-hmm. And then we had a ballerina and we had a Rat King. and
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That was yeah. really cool. And that's like,
2: again, it's just so funny how that worked out. Like, that... The Nutcracker character was something that our makeup manager created on the fly during the photo shoot, and we loved it. We wanted to make sure that was a character in the haunt, and we were like, where can we put that character? And we thought the ringmaster, who is right outside of the mirror maze, would be a perfect spot because the actor that was playing the Nutcracker for Creepy Christmas is like six and a half feet tall. And, of course, you know, the night before we decided to make it, 18 inch tall hat to put on just to make (laughs) Mm -hmm. even more absurd but then yeah then the costume manager was like well what if we did like a Nutcracker thing and had a ballerina and then we had one more character at the end which was the Rat King Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: yeah which he looked great yeah
2: Yeah. and that was yeah that makeup was special for the event like but it was inspired from the Nutcracker and the ballerina the ballerina too Mm -hmm. that was another one that it was just for the event like yeah, that all worked out so cool, and they, oh man, those makeups were good. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the one other Easter egg I'll point out on our I'm gonna quote, quote unquote electronic dragon because that was in one of the <laughs> oh, surveys. <right>. Yes. <laughs> we have a gorgalore Um, we call call her mittens. That's yeah, yeah, that's what we call her. Um, she's gorgeous. She's got this. Molly did amazing black light paint job on her, and um, the controller of mittens. I don't the great we call him the great one <laughs> uh brought in an oversized santa hat yeah. for yeah. our for this uh, amateur or for this big puppet and yeah. it was amazing and yeah. you had this giant thing coming at you with this giant santa, santa hat yeah. and it yeah. was so perfect and we had no idea that he was doing this and he was just like I got this hat and yeah. it's huge well, <laughs> and it was like yes
1: and that was something like uh that Nino and Nicole really uh, had as part of their vision, was to, to do this Christmas makeover, but do it in a way where it made sense, mm-hmm. to do more than um, I don't want to throw I don't want to mention my name, but I, I've been to a couple attractions where they do oh it's the Christmas version, and essentially all they do is they put sand hats on everything. Like all right, we don't want to just Santa hat the whole thing. Although the Santa hat on the big prop was really funny, mm-hmm. so like yeah, <laughs> we would we would put Santa hats on a couple of zombies or a couple of things here. But in the same way, we also like not every scene was Christmas because realistically, you go well. It makes sense to have snow in an alley, and it makes sense that that. Like the Z Flip Labs would be decorated for Christmas. But certain scenes, you know, the warehouse is not, doesn't necessarily need Christmas music. You, we sort of like. (laughs) Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. However, I'm sorry. Yes. I forgot about that.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, the
2: the warehouse character had uh, heads mounted on the wall behind him. His little trophies, Uh zombie head trophies. So we had to put Santa hats on those. To draw attention to them,
0: and then the character in there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
2: cousin Eddie. Yeah, it was a it was a play on uh, cousin Eddie from uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> which was great.
1: Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. But then, so. what would I, in the same way that with the regular haunt, we have like the small scenes, big statement, small pig. Uh, like Pittsburgh Zombies ends with a big sort of street festival. Because Pittsburgh, we love us some street festivals. <laughs> no, we... And for the Christmas version, we had snow going and awful Christmas music playing. Yeah. And uh, similarly, the start of uh, Infernal Darkness was the, the front of the house, which was featured very prominently in all the promos. And that was Christmas with a big exclamation <laughs> point. Just mm-hmm. Christmas in your face, but gorgeous.
0: Walking into that scene after it was the snow was falling and the lights were on, it was just like, we're yeah. outside. This yeah. is beautiful. This yeah. is huge. This yeah. Is yeah.
1: And then that idea, and you talk about details that you really couldn't pick <laughs> up. That was, uh, you know, the story of Infernal and now Infernal Darkness is that, you know, it is a an old house with this collection, the Infernal collection, collection of all these terrible, evil artifacts that when put together, open up a portal to hell. That's and, um, and the place has been abandoned and power shut off. And then for Christmas, the idea was that a bunch of kids were essentially having a Christmas kegger mm-hmm. uh, in it the house. It was a Krampus party. A Krampus party. Mm-hmm. And again, some incredible print work done for these yes. terrible club flyers. Not club flyers as in the print, but just like yeah. such a great job of the flyers that are made that are so awful and the reason they're so awful is they look legit mm-hmm. you No, know, they they absolutely like they absolutely yeah. look like those flyers you see on um like at certain uh dive bars and stuff mm-hmm. like yep yeah. this looks yeah. like it could be a, like if i put this on facebook people would rsvp yeah
0: oh <laughs> yeah. gosh without a doubt absolutely and that's where we um infernal is where we got to re-release, we bring out a lot of our characters from the krampus haunt yeah brought the jack-in-the-box mm-hmm. back yeah oh man killing
1: it. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I we, I thought it would be fun cuz we didn't really we didn't really say hey, Krampus. We had a little hint of one of the Krampus dark elves in the video. Mm-hmm. But that was part of our design. We didn't want to come out and say, "Hey, Krampus is this dark elf." Like the idea was you're in in, you know, you're in infernal and you're seeing red cups everywhere and then bit by bit, you know, the bear shows up and then about halfway through you realize, "Oh, this is if it's a Krampus, the Krampus party, that's the hint for Here Comes Krampus and All the Dark Elves mm-hmm. being able to recycle the same masks and characters that we had created a few years ago that are, you know, this is my little brag that <laughs> that I can say... Uh, absolutely. I was with the writer-director of Krampus when he saw our characters and he got confused for a moment as to which one did Weta make and which one did we make. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, that was a proud moment. And those are the characters <laughs> okay. that were running amok uh, during Creepy Christmas. Yeah.
2: yeah. The, we've, I mean, obviously we kept all of that stuff, but we hadn't used it in the hunt since Krampus. So. Yeah. yeah we had been using them kind of as decoration for the actor areas. And, yeah. And they, I mean, some of them were, were boxed away. But, uh, yeah, it was so cool to see them in use again. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, get yeah, the jack in the box, like, made such an impact. Yes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, I saw it. it was one of my favorite haunt scares of all time. Like, I just, I was following a group through just to monitor everything, and this girl, like, just maintained eye contact and screamed all the way to the <laughs> door. And I was just like, Wow, that right there was fear, like yeah. more <laughs> true fear. Yeah, <laughs> they had to drag her around the corner. The rest of her friends. Yeah, that's amazing. But yeah, I mean, and then yeah, and then we had the, using the Krampus characters at the end of the hunt. Mm-hmm. The uh, the forest maze area. That's where we had all of the dark elves. Mm-hmm. So that was like a nice heavy finish.
1: Have and able to use because uh, we still had. The, uh, when we were working with Legendary, and uh, Mike was kind enough to share all the actual movie audio. Like, we have all the like actual Hollywood quality mm-hmm. levels, like broken out sound effects of the cherub, and the, the jack yeah. in the box, and the dark elves, and Krampus himself. And yeah, being able to turn those switches back on was nice. Yeah, that
0: was great. That was so, so much fun. On.
1: So much it was, fun. we just
0: all had a blast, and everybody that went through had a blast, and made and, it so much
1: fun. And not to be outdone, because we weren't ambitious or <laughs> doing enough, we did a Christmas makeover of the basement. Yeah,
0: because um, why not? Because why not? And, and
1: <laughs> in the same way that you know Pittsburgh Zombies was our first true sequel, I thought it'd be really interesting. Um, we did well. We, we did a podcast about the basement that um i'm not sure did we no Nope. that one day we'll get released mm-hmm. um
0: Ooh, it'll be an end of the year
1: surprise end of the year <laughs> surprise but th- so this year's basement was um i'll <laughs> you know, just to say it was very cult-based mm-hmm. um and it was a whole idea of going in and, and spending time with the family and uh, of course there's a twist ending and so, um, how to say this without giving? Well, I guess I can give away a little bit, but the whole idea was during October, you met some people outside who seemed very kind, and they're like, "Hey, we're we're," and I'm I'm, I'm sure I'm screwing this up. So all the basement actors who were screaming at me, I apologize. But the idea was that you know we, they were a a group out there for social good and an advocacy group, and they're definitely not a cult. Definitely not a cult. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, as soon as they get you in, you realize, oh, shit, they're a cult. Um, And in October, it was a series of tasks that you and your partner were tasks and challenges and questions and things. And this whole sort of interactive, engaging thing that all led to a final moment when you realize that one of you, through your choices and through the things that had happened, had been chosen to be a vessel for this dark demon from hell Called who would then take you over. You are now the vessel for them. And the whole reason the whole cult was doing all this whole thing was they were promised great uh, wealth and power by R.I.T. coming up and taking you over. Uh, Hey, have you seen the movie Hereditary? It's really good. Anyway, um, (laughs) so we really liked The Basement this year. Uh, Customers really liked it. And I I thought it was... um, created some really interesting stories, interesting challenges. And, you know, I, normally when we do a one-off, because we've done Valentine's Day Basement and other special events, we usually do a complete revamp from the ground up. This year, because we all liked the October Basement so much, and to be honest, it was kind of a short turnaround, we thought, well, what if this is sort of a sequel? Like, what if this is what happens if all those events happened in October, what happens if it's a couple months later and turns out the, in the same way that the family was tricking everybody who was going through, turns out that the demon itself was tricking everybody. So what does that do when daddy, the daddy character who was not actually there, when he's not around, when the, when you find out that this whole family and their whole belief system was basically flawed, that they were tricked by this demon. what's that going to do to their psyche? And then also, how can we work in some weird Christmas crap? (laughs) So, you know, we had our own version of Santa Claus. We had our own, uh, here's what happens if you're naughty. Here's what happens if you're nice. Uh, We we had a reindeer scene that's going to go down as one of my favorite all-time scenes of Basement. Um, It was just, again, so much fun. And it was really interesting to us because it worked as an experience. If you hadn't done the October basement, you went in and went, Okay, that was weird cult in the basement celebrating the holidays. But then if I think we pulled it off, if you had gone in October, you were able to go like, Oh, I know who that character is and this character ha had their shit all together. They were all fine in October. Now they're kinda of disheveled. Now they're a little erratic. <laughs> they're a little you know, and it was it was Again, we're using the word fun a lot, but it was really, really fun and funny. I and mean, the basement, that surprises people sometimes to say the basement is supposed to be funny. But this year's basement, especially when it involved being asked to make the reindeer noise, was hilarious. Um, so, yeah, a lot of just – it was it was a lot of work, but it was such a blast. And I have to say, just uh, just on an emotional level, it was really fun to just – because, I mean – even with Turn Out the Lights, which is normally our last production, it's fun, but we're wiped out. We're exhausted. We're just like, hey, we were screaming. Great. Like this was, the crowds were in a good mood. Mm-hmm. They were laughing. They were enjoying all the stuff. And it, it kind of felt like a nice way for our own twisted family of weirdos to get together and celebrate our own Christmas. It was great.
0: Yeah. Oh, the cast was just chomping at the bit. Poor oh, oh, Yes, they were. <laughs> to come back and get into this. And we... As soon as... I didn't... We waited till as long as we could to announce it, because we just knew it was going to be a... Lo- uh, yeah.
2: I love that... Yeah, my way to announce it, we had taken a picture of the ScareHouse bunny wearing a Santa hat, and we wanted that to be a teaser image, but I was like, that's too obvious. So I took that image, and I pixelized it. <laughs> yeah. With, like, giant pixels. But I... Like the more I looked at it, I'm like, it still looks like Bunny. So then I made it grayscale. And I posted that on our cast page and was like, hey guys, we have some news coming up. And one of them still figured it out. That was wild. Yeah. Like they because well yes, well, they sent me a a private message. They were like, Is that Bunny wearing a Santa hat? And I was like, Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. And I actually I had to crop the image too. Yeah. So then I later on I, I shared it again with the color and then people were like wait a minute what yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was they're like i want to do it i want to do it okay all
0: right <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there yeah we don't we don't have characters yet guys <laughs> you're yeah, all true. invited <laughs> yeah so, that was really yeah,
2: funny
0: that was
2: oh they and i many actors who have worked here for a number of years said that was one of their favorite nights and they got, like, the best scares that night, mm-hmm. the, the, the nights, the two nights that we were Yeah, yeah. A number of them. And I was just like, wow, I don't know what... I don't know if the, the Christmas crowd drew a different mm-hmm. demographic that we would... Do we? I don't know. People were just more scared. I don't know. But they... I mean, man, the actors
0: had fun.
1: Yeah.
2: They were so excited.
0: That's... A, like, when we talk about doing these off-season events, it's like trying to figure out... Because you don't want to oversaturate... Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to hit a point where it's like, oh, it's another thing that we're doing again. And it was like trying to figure out a good, even with the planning, was like, when's a good time where it's like, oh, they're just enough removed from haunted house season yeah. to really get back into it again. Yeah. And yeah. That, that might have been a thing too, where it was like, oh, yeah. I just yeah. had a break. Oh, wait, I like this again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think we lucked out too because there, that was, I, I, I just saw this today actually. That particular weekend was one of the worst weekends. For uh, the box office, all year round, because no new movies came out. Mm-hmm. The movies that were already out, people mm-hmm. weren't particularly excited about. Uh, there wasn't anything happening on TV. There, like it just was in that perfect window of, you know, unlike October where we're competing with all the other haunted houses and football and football and okay. everything else. This was, yeah.
0: And I think sometimes I holidays are tough for a lot of people, and it was just like. This is fun. This yes. is fun. This is different. This isn't your family, your friends. You know that are you know, because I mean, we're all we all deal with this, and we're all dealing with stuff in the real world. And sometimes you need that break. And I think we kind of provided yeah. that for you know a little bit of time where it was just I can look at Christmas lights and be scared. This is awesome. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. <man." laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And it's like the, our main goal that we set out to do was. It's still we wanted it to feel like Scarehouse,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like we didn't want it. to, We weren't aiming to make it an entirely different event. We mm-hmm. wanted it to feel like Scarehouse, but just with the the holiday twist on it. And I think we nailed it. Like, yeah, and I mean, damn, people definitely responded well and mm-hmm. absolutely loved. How how many people asked? Yeah. Why
0: we're not open more? Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh-huh. I thought that was, like, the is it of, just like, one, one weekend? weekend yeah. It was like, well, first of all, we're just trying this thing out. Second yeah. of all, we lucked out with the weather. I don't know oh, if you're yeah. familiar with Pittsburgh weather. Yeah, yeah. But holy crap. And it, it could have been 80 degrees, like, every day. Every, yeah. It was going up to the weekend. We... There was a point where we didn't make certain decisions until the Wednesday before the event mm-hmm. because we weren't sure. We had to be sure what the weather was going to do because it could have impacted so many things at that point that it was just like, all right, let's go. Okay, I think we're, we're good, good now. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I remember the one. Well, the one there was one year we did a Christmas basement, mm-hmm. and um, it was the first year we did. It was actually the first year of basement, right? So it mm-hmm. back in twenty thirteen. And at the time, we weren't smart enough to to rethink the basement. So we still had people coming in the side and coming. And, you know, it became a coat thing. Like, well, once they come out, they got to go all the way back and get their coats so they're outside. If it's snowing, if it's... Yeah, it's it's a lot harder when you're on the East Coast. You know, I know that there's some haunted houses, especially out in, in, in Texas in the West. you are like, you should be open for this, for that. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah. East Coast, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, once you get... Like even even today, we're you know we're in our building and uh, we were walking outside just to get lunch. I'm like, oh, this, I wouldn't want to wait in line in this. This is awful. It's cold. Yeah,
2: we had we had an army of heaters on standby. Yeah, for we eight. did.
0: <laughs> yeah, we. I don't know how many hand warmers we went through. So many hand warmers. <laughs>
2: I think at least 10 boxes.
0: Okay. Well, I don't even know. Every time I turned around, everybody was needing and hand, which was fine. Yeah. It yeah. was funny.
1: It's, if you take the hand warmers and you put it on the back of your neck and you wrap a scarf around it, really nice. Really pleasant. That's 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 my tip. We're learning. We're hand learning warmers things. on the back of the neck.
0: All of us had different warming techniques. You know how many yeah. layers you yeah, were Yeah, for wearing. me, I just got to wear my hoodie all night. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is ideal Nino weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was in heaven. Loved it. Nicole could have been wearing a blanket, she would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> not her not her ideal weather. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Typical haunt season, I have the hoodie on for half hour off and on all night. I get too hot, I get too cold, no, I just got to wear my hoodie the whole night.
0: <laughs> Happy new.
2: Well,
1: I think I think we did it, you guys. Yes. I think we uh we we survived. survived. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? We survived and people liked it. Yes. <laughs> and
1: we had fun. Yes. And uh, okay. there will be more ScareHouse podcasts. Not Maybe not necessarily every week, but... Uh,
0: this is why you should subscribe. Because when you subscribe, they just show up. You don't have to yep. look for these. And, you know, <laughs> these things just happen for you on your podcasting device of your choice. Yes. Of your choosing.
1: Yeah. And we've, we've already had multiple meetings planning for next year. So mm-hmm. that whole process will yep. be it's starting soon. Wrong.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and we will talk to you again soon.